This time on TNT. Do you belong to the city? We play the alphabet game. And I pitched Jer my idea for a short film called The Lightkeeper. That's all coming up right now on TNT. Hey, bud. Big news in the Taggart household this week. <laughs> yeah. We finally updated the status of non-kitchen to kitchen in terms of cabinets and countertops now. So now we're legit. Now all we have to do is turn the water back on in the kitchen. And then and, that's that. Uh, it's done. And that's it. That's it. So you you can put stuff in your cabinets and you can take it out and put it on the counters. That's pretty much all you want to do in a kitchen. Yes. Put stuff away finally there. That's a big deal for sure. So where has stuff been? Just in boxes on, uh, you know, like fold up tables. Yeah. So like, like, have you seen the Splenda? Try the box marked kitchen three. Yeah, well, you just remember, you start to remember where the box is with the coffee stuff. But yeah, now everything's dialed, like there's areas for things and Did you put everything in the cupboards, but like there's no cupboard doors yet, or there's doors and everything? Well, we had uh, the upper cupboards are the walnut ones that Lisa scored, and the bottoms are new ones. All the like floor cabinets are new. Do you have an island? We've been... Yeah, uh, no, it's more of a peninsula coming off from the kitchen. You know what I mean? Yeah, like do you a, have along the different wall color then, upper cabinets than lower? Yeah. Because that's what the people are doing now, right? Well, the upper cabinets are like the walnut brown, and then the bottom is white. And the, 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 the countertop's like a quartz with like a, you know, gray veins in it. Ever fancy. It's nice. Yeah, I can't wait to have you over for a little... Uh, dinner. I know. Right? Crazy. So now that the kitchen is done, except for the water being turned back on, is yeah. it, like, are you, is it close? What else is left? Uh, the, there's only uh, one bathroom, and that's it. Upstairs. What has to happen to that? We just got to get the, uh, you know, like the, the tub, so you get the stand-up tub. Oh, yeah. In there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's the last thing. I have a question for it's, the buds. Yeah, <laughs> um, this is our first winter with the cottage, as you know. And people seem to be um, on either side of this issue, but people have strong feelings about it. When we winterize it and walk away until spring, do mm-hmm. we leave the heat on low or do we leave the heat off? The argument for well, leaving the heat off is that it doesn't pipes, invite flies and vermin. But can't the pipes burst if well, you leave it off? Not if it's drained. Oh. Like the lines have all been mm. blown out. There's no water there. But I okay. guess I wonder, would there be moisture and would that turn to mold? And if stuff like if it freezes yeah. and thaws, does that create rust or something? Yeah. But I also don't want to create an enticing environment for flies and vermin. No, I know. It's tough. So the guy that is for the buds. The guy who installed the heat pump said, um, if like put it 
shut it off for the winter and put a barbecue cover over the unit outside. And I had forgotten this and I asked the um, uh, gentleman who is the plumber if he wouldn't mind leaving the heat pump on low. The lowest it'll go is 16 degrees. So if I leave it on 16 for the winter, first of all, you can't put a barbecue cover <laughs> over it. And second That's of classic. all, <laughs> if you leave it on, every time it snows, you have to um, make sure you clear the snow out from under the unit. Yeah. Because it needs to, to be free. Well, it's at the end of a seasonal road that you can't travel down. So not only do Man. I live in a different province, but you know what I mean? These are the, the decisions and there are arguments for both and I don't really <laughs> know which is better. I, one thing about uh, how, around the house stuff, <laughs> there's a tree across the street that just like, it's so it's so big that like the guy put out, you know, 15 bags of leaves at the at the side of the road and like a day later, there's like, Double the amount of leaves on no. the whole property again, but but if you look in the tree, there's still another like forty <laughs> percent. Yeah, like it's the most intense like raining upon two houses of leaves oh, I've ever man. seen. And it's like I think at this point they were like did it once, and there might I think they realize there's so much left. They're not gonna do it, do it right now until the rest comes down because it's get, literally makes the job double. Well, see, doing it, it's gotta be so frustrating when you get them all. It's the grass is completely gone, and it's like a, an hour later, it's almost the same again. I think that's <laughs> old school because the new school would say leave sticks and leaves and all that stuff on your grass. Because it protects it, it's nourishment for bugs and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've heard that. that layer. Yeah, people say to, to have a layer of leaves, but you have to mulch it, or otherwise it'll kill your grass if you just leave it and don't do anything to it, though. I don't know much, <laughs> Jeremy. Especially if you do the big, huge pile of leaves and just leave that, and then the spring, then it's they like rot. Just a, just black hole and underneath it's all mud. Like Not that's a great smell. You can't do that. You gotta um, get rid of those. If this, but this, I've never seen this amount of leaves ever. <laughs> I know putting out sixteen bags of leaves, like leaf management. That's one thing that I don't have to worry about. Like there was so much of it. The the, the uh, trucks that came and got it weren't showing up until like eight o'clock at night, and they had to call it quits and come back in the morning. That's how much there was. The trucks were just like probably going up a half a street and then got to go back to the plant and dump it off. Well, I didn't know. I, I don't know if it's the same in Ontario, but you can put out a large item here. Um, yeah, like a couch. Yeah, or yeah. So we we put it. Yeah. I was telling you a couple weeks ago. Uh, we put out yeah. the couch and. Sure oh yeah, enough, the couch. You put it out and they they took well, it away. Well, it sat there for three days, and so I went to get it under the cover of darkness and put it outside oh, yeah, at our garbage fast. thing. And the garbage truck goes by, and I think he calls the, uh, the like big go- the truck guy. Yeah. So later that week, I was driving <laughs> in town, and I saw a guy. <laughs> reefing a couch into the back of a cube yeah. truck by himself. Oh no! He doesn't even have help. 
And oh. in the back of the truck already was like a couple of um, bookshelves and like an armoire. Oh, and it was like no. eight in the morning and he's already, his truck was half full of big stuff that he's going to get by himself. Bless his heart. <laughs> but oh, that was man, a good tip. A... That was a great way to get rid of that couch because yeah. I thought I had to make a second trip to the dump. Like I said, you thought you'd have the R.J. Logan couch just sitting there. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> Imagine going to get the R.J. Um, do you hey, guys have dual vanities? What do you mean? Like in the bathroom? Yeah. Like two sinks? Yeah. Two sinks, Latrec? <laughs> yeah. Do you? Uh, yeah, there's two sinks already, but it's like the, the our bathroom is c- completely clean and nice and there's actually a nice big tub but it's like kind of 1991 in there like in terms of the vibes so we'll have to redo the uh, cabinet but everything else is good but you do have you have the two sinks two yeah the two thing two sinks we don't no do you do you find yourself needing it never but every one of those shows that you watch on um, the HGTV, people can't hide their disappointment when they walk into a bathroom and there's like, ah, oh, man, one sink. Oh, yeah. It's See, they're, really they're st- uh, important to people. <laughs> the the, the uh, same with the other bathroom. We put in a cabinet with two sinks because they're always in there in the morning, the kids brushing their teeth, right? So... The more sinks, the better. So they can uh, double bang, like teeth yeah. while... Exactly. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I that's always, just you know, of the things I, I wish I had. I don't, I don't actually have things that I wish I had, but that, that do, certainly is not banger? on the list. <laughs> double banger. Don't care. Yeah. In fact, if anything, I'd rather jockey for position with Carol. It's fun. Yeah, well, and there's another bathroom if you really have to do it. Exactly. But it's more the kids because they always are doing that stuff at the same time in the morning, right? Brushing their teeth, washing up. So, yeah, the, the, the bathrooms become a premium space from that, you know, 15 minutes before the getting out the door. Yeah. Never occurred to me that you might have a double banger in a room that wasn't the, it's not master bedroom anymore. It's pr- uh, primary suite. Primary suite, yeah. Yeah. Whatever the big bedroom. And uh, yeah, no, and per, just just for purpose only. Does but it feel uh, like home yet? By the way. It does, yes, for sure. Especially now that Rebels all settled in here. You ever drive ba- past the old map? Can think, ah, oh, man. No. I drive by, past it all the time, but I don't, uh, I don't go, nah. <laughs> great. Like, it's a nice place, and it was great, but like I said, I prefer the, uh, the space here, and, uh, just the fact that the kids have their own rooms, and there's stuff to, the space to work, and the drum room, and all that stuff, the, it's good, it's a good switch. Yeah. And it's funny because the people that that got our old place are they're they're uh, they're still they still have a house, which is pretty good situation if you can have it. Keep in the old place. So did they move into your place? 
and kept their old they, place or they haven't even I moved they, in yet? I think they're keeping it as like a kind of a cottage. Like 15 minutes away. Wow. How nice is that? (laughs) So they're not worried about cake. No, 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 no worries at all. I've been, um, for the, uh, Moncton real estate last few days. What do you mean? Like, is it, it's, it's hot right now? Moncton? Well, how do you mean? So nuts. Like you can't even get a sniff. so now, you, what, you're thinking of flipping a place in Moncton? Well, not even just flipping. Buy, not even. Just buying it and selling it. Yeah, later. Moncton is Halifax seven years ago. And things have gone up there 32% in the last year. Because all the people that plan to move to Halifax that can't are like, well, what else is around there? It just makes sense. So you can, I found a house in Moncton for a buck twenty-nine. Man, that's like old school. Price. I know that's old school. Wow, one twenty nine. Yeah, and it's not so even what? like uh, um, uh, what's the place in in Winnipeg there where you found the needles? <laughs> the the zoo. Yeah, it's, it's not, not like that. Ske- like it's fine. <laughs> it's not Sketch City for a buck twenty nine. Um, yeah, Moncton, like, and know. you've heard me talk about St. John before, but Moncton is especially. Uh, because it's only, um, it's like uh, 68 minutes from me. <laughs> the Moncton sneak. Yeah, so if I had to drive over there and evict somebody <laughs> who was, you know, breaking things and having parties and being disrespectful, I could do that and be back in a few hours. <laughs> so no more flipskis, just uh, tenant stays. Yeah, I, th- I think um, flipskis are scary. I know. Because there's so many variables you can't control. And uh, especially with kind of piecemeal trades, as you know, and the cost of materials was through the roof. It's Yeah, it's hard to make money on it because you end up just like having to put so much into it. Yeah. And like you, if it goes sideways and you lose on it, it's not, it's not like you can try again. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like a big loss and one of those can fracture you for a while. Yes. But so, also yes, like... Risky. You have to think about how... I've been thinking about this a lot lately. How you want to spend your time in life. And yeah. do I want to spend my time advertising for tenants and screening people and going to collect rent and trying to find new tenants. Like of the, of the ways I could spend my time, is that the best use of my time? And I don't, first of all, I don't think I'm very good at it cause I'm too nice. And yeah. second of all, it is very time consuming. Um, and like anything, it's a, it's, a, it's a show, the landlord where you just go around and you're just like busting balls. I know, and and I I know people that do it full time, and they're really good at it, and they have hard and fast rules, and like if they drive by in the winter and your windows open, they'll well, stop. May, maybe that's the move. Instead of uh, maybe you should hire a proj- a property manager or something. I guess to so. do all that stuff. Find yourself a hard person that just does everything thorough, and uh, boom. Well, this sure, is what I was thinking. And- looking for that. This is such an obvious epiphany, and and uh, money is not something I think about a lot. I don't sit around and dream up ways of um, 
building wealth. Like I'm not really wired that way. I usually am, uh, have my head spun around by something that's fun or exciting or creative or I haven't done. But I, it occurred to me the other day that working for money is uh, cool, especially if you're doing something that you like. Yeah. But not working for money is <laughs> no, really cool. <laughs> if, yeah, that's the move. If I you can just... figure out how to not work for money, I know. that yeah. is wait a sec, that's actually genius. (laughs) And it's shocking that I'm this late to this realization, and I'm certainly not in a position to sit at home and not work for money. But that as a sort of, huh, what would you do in order to get there is the first time I've ever asked myself that kind of question. Yeah, well, yeah, man, it's crazy. It's uh, not something... uh, and like, yeah, because you see it or if you see someone who's like super loaded and just that that at that level where it's just like sitting on the beach where they not they don't have to work. But, but they're I, just acu- accumulating this wealth. It's just uh, like those masks in the little banana hammocks and Turks. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the thing with most of the like, masks <laughs> is they don't stop working when they get there because there's. It's never enough, and that's a no, weird thing too. I know, but there's still the odd ones that sold all their stuff off, or they sold their company for four hundred million dollars, and they're just sitting around hanging out. Be weird. Just spreading diseases around, like Olsen twin styles. You're a Billsy before you're twenty. <laughs> no, I mean like crunch crunch guys. Yeah, like. The Isle of Crunch Crunch guys. So what do they do? They go to the um, Atlantis in Bahamas. Yeah, and they play this. They get the the girls to come into their room and they play this, <laughs> thinking that Genesis tonight, tonight, tonight. That's the song and that gets them. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, hey, baby. Why don't you sit there on the, on the couch there and put this song on? He thinks it's all cool because it's all complicated and, like, dark. <laughs> Did Genesis lay down tonight, tonight, tonight and think, like, yeah, that's a banger, fellas. Take five. <laughs> I think so. Like, I think they it, did. Was it even at the time? I'm trying to remember. It's such a weird tempo. <laughs> I know, but it's so different, right? I put every song from back at this time period through the St. Pat's dance filter. What would I do if this song came on? It's not a slow dance. Well, it's kind of like a four on the floor banger. I guess you'd want to see it in concert, but you don't want to dance to it. <laughs> but there's a big but da 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 button style drums in the song. <laughs> yeah. But da 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 Just random like drums. Like where? <laughs> singing, singing about monkeys. What? Where is the da 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 It's happening all the time. Listen. Wee, wee, the guitar bits. Instead of wee, going, but it's wee. 
right. He has to go, all right. <laughs> we need a little. Phil had some sneaky runs. I feel like of all the bands that we've talked about on this show, for some reason, Genesis <laughs> I know, is the one we talk about maybe the most. Phil Collins, for by far. Is in the show the most. Remember, diddly yeah, yeah. Yeah, getting the crowd up with like crazy seven over four rhythm. But then I saw that thing from it must be from Live Aid with Freddie Mercury, where he actually pretty much did that verbatim. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Phil was biting his ish. Diddly <laughs> <laughs> but everybody everybody did that stuff <laughs> all gacked up well i don't yeah i don't know where that started i like I that know, it maybe. starts with hey yo <laughs> and you get the crowd kind of fired up this song was huge this is the same record in too deep oh yeah it's a great song <laughs> If this so came this on is all school, I would know what to do to this song. You'd slow dance. <laughs> this is all Phil. This record is all Phil Collins, no? Yeah. Like, it's so different than just his own jam. Tell me what timing, what time this song is. 4-4? Four, four. But why, there are sneaky, weird, off-time drum things, aren't there? Because he's always playing that pat accents and stuff on the beats like a do da do ba yeah get do do da just like farting around and then the baka daka 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 with the roto toms or the concert toms have you ever played the rotos no i never had the rotos in my kit but i've farted around on other friends rotos the rotodendrons does timbo have those i don't think so no I mean, once you have them, it's got to be, it's like a certain thing. It, like, it's, you can't just do normal fills on your roto-toms unless they're big, huge ones. Like Alex Van Halen styles. But still. Did Neil Peart have them? Yeah, he had some roto-toms, I think, in there in his kit of, like, 20 bits. Hey, someone told me um, they saw the Stones a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah? I thought they weren't going to tour without Charlie. No, no, they were going. They were already going to be touring when Charlie was sick with uh, Steve Jordan. Yeah. So they just kept going with what they were planning on doing straight up. Back to work, everybody. Mick. Crazy. Okay. Like we're down for a week. Well, because Mick said he visited him in the hospital, and Charlie said, "On with the show." Really? But I don't. Do you think if he said that? Or maybe Mick made that up. <laughs> yeah, what's that, right. Charlie? <laughs> On with the show, well, okay? What's, what's that? Don't worry about paying me my, my cut of the band. Yeah. What's that? Okay. All right, if you insist. Clear cut. Clear cut. On with the show, Mike. Okay, Mike. <laughs> Jeremy, on the subject of um, the Travis Scott thing... Which is heinous. Yeah, that's awful. Have you ever witnessed anything like happen in the crowd at a show that I've you were be- like, "Man, we need to stop. That's nuts." Yeah, lots of lots of times. I feel like we would stop a couple times a month from 
people moshing or people getting stuck at the front or someone trying to get out who can't get out lots of times so you have to be you have to have your eyes open when you're dealing with you know for example like a Molson Park or something where it's 40,000 people and any kind of surge of people rushing or moving one way can be catastrophic for anybody at the front so um, yeah, we've uh, luckily never had anything other than people uh, passing out or having stuff, you know, minor injuries and stuff. We've never had anything major at a show. But, I mean, I've seen, I've been at festivals where I've seen uh, some horrible stuff. I remember Eminem was playing at the HF Festival in uh, Washington, D.C., at RFK Stadium and there was all these people and they rushed the stage and I'm like Eminem was performing and uh, there were people coming out of the like just pulling them out of the crowd that weren't even moving I was like oh my god like people are dying here and they didn't stop the show at all what? And, and, uh, luckily though there was just people that were they were unconscious like they passed out from being I guess close to suffocation but uh, that's scary, man. When were you, you guys on that like, bill? Yeah, yeah, we played earlier in the show. But to see that kind of like people running and ambulances ripping in, like that's insane. That's the closest I've seen to. Uh, I thought for sure somebody might have died the way people were coming out of there. But to see what happened with the the Travis Scott show. Like, it seemed to me there were ambulances there. There were people being passed around, and they, they didn't stop. And I don't know if somebody should have told them or alerted them properly, but I can't imagine how they didn't stop when there's ambulances going through the crowd, you know? So there has to be, if, if there was a chance for them to stop to get, uh, alleviate some of the issue of people cr rushing or whatever then uh, it would have eased it if they stopped performing and that didn't happen so they're facing some serious charges and lawsuits and we'll see what happens it's unbelievable it's it's crazy how in this day and age everyone is recording video of a, everything that's happening like even atrocities right in front of you people seem to be making phone videos of them and sometimes yeah. instead of jumping in to help which is always something that strikes me as an odd reaction in a way um, yeah. so I guess a lot of that will help to fill in the gaps of the picture about how much he knew as it was happening he's, he's yeah. been sued in a, a big lawsuit do you think that's fair? Well, if he saw it, or if anyone in their crew saw stuff happening and didn't stop the show, then yeah, they're certainly liable for those kind of charges and that kind of stuff to happen. And um, that, because you have to, that's the only thing that the way to stop that from from happening. It's just crazy. I don't know. He was standing really up above everybody, and if you see an ambulance cutting into the crowd. I'm sure it's not hard for him to speak to some of his crew to find out how what's going on at front of house and yeah. going on at different places around this, this stadium. And uh, 
they when you're dealing with that many people safety and all those situations have to be checked and the, and the boxes checked of um, security and, and making sure people are safe so to to uh, if it's not locked tight then it's got to be sorted because that's terrible it's awful you saw people having intimate relations in the crowd right yeah <laughs> yeah for sure definitely Sometimes you'd see it at more festivals. than once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Imagine it's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> it sure seems it. Like most of the time, I'm sure it was like boyfriend and girlfriend just like having a great time. And this is like when you're, I guess, at that age where you can't get anywhere private anyway, so no one can notice. And I guess nobody behind them noticed. It's just the, the, you can see from the front. So there are only four people right. that can see it. And they're all yeah, on the exactly. stage. Exactly. So would you, like, how much can you communicate with your bandmates when you're in a show? A glance. That's it. Yeah, like, look. Oh, my gosh. For sure. It's easy. Um, how about Drake having Kanye over to his house in the T dot? I know. And Dave big Chappelle deal. too, right? Burying the hatchet. I don't even really yeah. know what their beef was about, but I know that I saw a picture of Kim with Pete Davidson from SNL, and she was wearing Yeezys, and that's what the <laughs> internet is furious about. Oh, man, that's disrespectful. That, that Pete Davidson guy is always going around getting with everybody. He's the Adam Durvitz of this time. I know, but he just what does he just go like watch like the magazine of like uh, the the number one paparazzi people and just go and call them up? Like who's on the cover of Us? <laughs> hey, it's PD. Let's go. We're on a date. Um, I don't it get is- it curious that he finds himself in these high profile like cat back I mean, is he's like un- uncle milty liam neeson styles probably well i think so <laughs> uncle milty i can follow but liam ne- neeson is that a fact yeah apparently yeah really not only are there all those pictures of him pissing himself in public he's apparently got a huge hammer um what do you mean, all those pictures? <laughs> if you look at Google and Liam Neeson peeing his pants, and you'll see. <laughs> I guess because maybe it's so big, it's got some loose change when he's done. Oh my god! Or, or if he's banged up and he's just like, I gotta go. Oh my god, no, Bill Fuck. <laughs> can't believe I got a piss right off oh dear oh dear wow is there pictures is there lots right there are a lot lot of threads about it and it says like unapologetic pants peeing a thread and why does he pee his pants so much oh dear of all oh dear (laughs) <laughs> like broad daylight of all the uh like handles you could have that's a weird one peeing all over town oh my gosh <clears throat> european 
<laughs> Give me back my daughter. Ah. I don't understand. These He's are old man. Why would he pose for a picture? Well, I assume if those ones are in public, he's probably like banged up, maybe, and doesn't like realize. <laughs> I would say he's pretty banged up. Like he looks kind of banged up in those pictures, from what I remember. Yes. But I'm not uh, jury, and he's walking around on the street, so who cares? What do you mean, who cares? Well, he's not driving, I mean. Oh, okay, I see, all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, it's, it seems like it's he's together enough, but he did pee his pants, so yeah. Oh my god! But like, if it's if it's an issue, though, that's got to suck, right? Ha- well, yeah. Yeah. I guess you got to fire a diaper going down. Um... Do you think someone did or did not refer to him as Liam Peason? I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure that's what they're calling him on set. Wow. He's got three, that is... he's, got, he's got three pairs of pants always, all the time. You are a keeper of some of the strangest information of anyone I know. <laughs> Backup pants. <laughs> um, let's take a break, bud. Oh, let's take a break. Hey, cats and kittens, it's me, Uncle D, spending this Sunday night with you. What are you doing? You lying on the couch, reliving the bad choices you made last night? Are you getting ready to go out and do it all again? Either way, welcome to Do You Belong to the City. Here's Glenn Fry. That's a sexy, sexy lick to take us into this dipstick of a late, dark night, like Nestle Quick. <laughs> Phone lines are open. Give us a call. Let's find out. Do you belong to the city? Glenn Fry is claiming you do with this song, You Belong to the City, but I'll be the judge of that. Here's this little ditty about the city. And fry. Phone lines are open. Call Uncle D and let me know if you belong to the city. Terry is on the line. Terry, hello. Oh, hello. Hello. Carrie, thanks there? for calling. Let's find out is- if you belong to the city. Uh, what? Tell us what you did last night. Well, I, uh, I caught a movie on the Netflix, and I had a bag of uh, spicy ketchup chips. I got them at Costco. Okay, you do not belong to the city. Oh, God. Did you... Oh, that's it. He's gone. <laughs> All right, cats and kittens. Uncle D with you still on this Sunday night question we're asking is, do you belong to the city? Glenn Fry would say, you belong to the city. But I'll be the judge of that. As the dark velvet of night starts to enshroud our city, enveloping us all in the scent of possibility and the stain of mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's go back to the phones. Gary, do you belong to the city? Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Gary? I'm fantastic. I'm uh, just hanging out in my house here. Okay, where is your house? Is it is it a walk up your house? Oh yeah, it's just not just across the street from you. It is. Yeah, oh yeah. Gary, are you wearing a Mets hat? I'm not wearing a hat at all. Okay, because I can see across the street in the window of this apartment, this guy's wearing a Mets hat. That's not you. No, no. But I'm waving right now from my window. Oh, if you can see that. There you are. Hi. Gary, you you do belong to the city. I can tell. Thank you. I, I don't even know if it's a compliment. Hey, it's Uncle D with you. On this Sunday night, as the long, reliable shadows of late afternoon give way to the dark inevitability of night... Time to find out if you belong to the city. Glenn Fry thinks you do. In this song, you belong to the city, but I'll be the judge of that. Let's take some time to go to the phone lines. <clears throat> Amanda, you're on. Do you belong Hello. to the city? Hi, how are you, D? It's Uncle D. I, uh, can I, okay, Uncle D. You know what the D stands for? No, what's that? Donald. No, really, I... Come from a long line of D's. Long line of D's. Donald. Very nice. I'm Donald. My father was Dennis. His father before him, Donald. His father before him, Dennis. And I can see that the Uncle Donald show just doesn't have as much, you know... Exactly. Uncle D. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from uh, just uh, outside of the city. Oh, so you don't belong to the city. <laughs> Why is that hook so hooky? Hey, it's Uncle D. We crawled through the ditch of daytime. And now we're climbing through the culvert of night. (laughs) Darkness surrounds us, tapping us on the shoulder, reminding us of the trouble we could get into together if we belong to the city. Glenn Fry thinks we do. Have a listen. Uncle D with you on this Sunday night. It's the Lord's Day, day for rest for most, but not for us. It's when our thoughts are most active. Isn't that right, Willie? Oh, hey, yeah. Yeah. D. Hi, D. D. How are you? I'm, I'm good. Where are you calling from, Willie? Slick Willie. I'm just calling from uh, downtown. Okay, let me ask you a couple questions. Yeah. Last night, did you get takeout from at least three different places? Oh, yeah. I had Grubhub, I had Skip, and I also Uber Eats. Yeah. You, <laughs> you can consider me a 
Just all day, yeah. Did you go to yeah. a bar or a restaurant last night or a club or an after hours where there isn't even a sign on the door? D, I'm drunk right now from the bar downstairs. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you know anyone in the city? He's gone. You know why? Because he does belong to the city. <laughs> There's a certain freedom that comes with thinking no one is listening anymore. <laughs> Even when it came out, this song was a bit much. The sax, the sax really had a moment in the 80s. It really did. It really did. There was a lot of, like, just sax breaks in. I know. Tons. Wasn't there a sax solo in Get Out of My Dreams and Get Into My Car? Oh, yeah, for sure. All, all those 80s songs. And then not to mention the, the, the advent of Kenny G. Like, here's just this guy playing his That's all sax sideways in his mouth and people can't get enough. What is the <laughs> Billy Ocean joint that contains the phrase... And do the things that lovers do. Oh, yeah. When that? the tough get tough. That yeah, one. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh. When the going gets tough. When the going <laughs> gets rough. Hold on, I got it. <laughs> when the going gets tough. This is a banger. The tough get going. To you, the tough get rough. The backups? Well, they're telling it's tough. Oh. Where'd you go there? Hit it. it. I'm so excited to listen to this. I know. <laughs> it's not working right this second, but <laughs> keep singing it like you were. Wait a sec. Somehow what? I arrived at What Lovers Do by Maroon 5. <laughs> it's Billy Ocean, right? Billy Ocean, yeah. Why isn't it going? It stopped da, working. Da, da, da. When the going gets tough, yeah. The going gets rough. Here we go. I got something to tell you. I got something to say. <laughs> when the going gets tough. Yes. I don't remember Banger, this right? intro. <laughs> yeah. That's the intro? Dum-ka-doodle-dum. Wow. That is some gacked up intro if I've ever heard one. Yeah, this was a big yeah. one. <laughs> is there a sax solo? I think so. Are you skipping ahead? Yeah. There's a lot of keyboard solos going on. Oh, here it is. <laughs> is it like Dave Cause? <laughs> they come in so funny, <laughs> too. Like right into things. And then and, and doing the <laughs> those ones. Yeah. 
Billy Ocean. I got something to tell you. <laughs> oh man, that would still I'm still laughing from the uh, the because either you belong or you don't belong <laughs> to the city, and there's no like there's no once there's no they find one, about it once, once he finds out it's over he just dusts them. <laughs> And by the way, he doesn't have a preference either way. He just wants no, to find no. out. He wants to find out if they belong to the city or not. <laughs> it's the best. Sneaky fun game. I wouldn't say it was a game, but it was good. Okay, here's a sneaky fun game that we play before bed. All right. I can already tell you're lukewarm to it. Well, no, I don't know what's going on. I'm into it. Okay. I'm doing something else here. I'm just... Gearing up some other up songs. Some different, yeah, just in case. Okay, this okay, is go ahead. this is classic improv game. It's called <laughs> it's called the <laughs> alphabet game. All right. All we have to do is take turns starting a sentence with the next letter in the alphabet, and we do it as fast as we can. Okay. But the challenge is you have to make it fit in natural conversation so if you read a transcript of it it would be like yeah that makes sense as a conversation i can't just yell cows for no reason yeah so you're saying it it has does it have to do with the story yeah like if i say okay allison can i talk to you but i'm just on my break you know what i mean so it's the same sentence it's not like a response to yeah it's a response we're two people okay it is Okay, gotcha. Two people having a conversation, but it has to go in order of the alphabet. Okay. It already is like it's You've been already practicing like math this. masks. This sounds hard. It's not. You just, all you all you I have know. to know is the alphabet. Okay. Do you want to start me... or do you want to go second? Uh, I'll start. Okay. Hey Billy, you know how much I love dogs, right? Did you say A, Billy? Hey, Billy. Like A. Like you're Billy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> hey, Billy. Uh, okay. You know how much I love dogs, okay. right? Bill loves dogs. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Why'd you call? Oh, you Christ Almighty. Seat. No, listen. Christ, Bill. Why do you always have to talk... About yourself in the third person. <laughs> Don't overreact, bro. Explain yourself. For frig's sakes. All I said was Bill loves dogs. God damn it, Billy. I can't stand you. <laughs> How am I supposed to express my love for dogs then? It's just... I just... It's, you bother me. I don't know what it is about you. Just... Just... Just bothers you why uh, um, <laughs> uh, uh, kings kings have have been idiots sometimes too even kings <laughs> leave it alone <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> ma ma <laughs> no this guy's driving me crazy <laughs> Of course I'm bringing my mother into this. Please. You're 36 years old. You don't need your mother. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Quiet! (laughs) You son of a bitch. 
<laughs> really? We're going to resort to name calling? <laughs> stupid. You are that stupid. I'll call you stupid. Total waste of my time having this conversation with you. When am I supposed to have this conversation with you? Uh, Bolt. <laughs> Isn't it you? Oh, no. Does that mean it's over? <laughs> no, you can go back. W. Is oh. it R-S-T-U? Oh, yeah, I blew it. See what I mean? It's fun. It is fun, but you're thinking ahead too much. <laughs> I am? <laughs> No, it makes you think ahead too much oh. to try to say anything. <laughs> I love the. It's hard. It's a good game, though. It is hard, and it's um, it's such a good way to try to wedge uh, uh, phrases into a conversation in a way that makes sense. Yeah. And that's been um, that's been the really fun part of it, doing it with the girls at bedtime, because uh, then you rotate, right? If one person gets X every time, then you have to. Another person has to start, so the same person doesn't get X because X is a drag. There are only a few ways yeah. you can fire X in there. Yeah, X is tough. Another like, what the hell are you supposed to say for X-ray outside of X-ray, and and that's it. Like X, X marks the spot. X X, but that yeah. Just... <laughs> There's also uh, another. Um, improv game that we play where you write down a series of sentences on a piece of paper, a little piece of paper, and you crush it up and chuck it on the floor, and you have to uh, play a scene, and then at a certain point, if you're kind of stuck for something to say, you're like, can I tell you something? And you have to bend down and pick up those sentences and then say whatever's on the piece of paper and try to incorporate it into the scene. That's a good one. It is a good one, because even if they're not on whose line is it anyway when they grow up, they're still good skills to have because it kind of falls under the umbrella category of thinking on your feet, you know? Oh, it's good. And rolling like with the it. punches. Yeah. Especially getting the girls on it so young. Good car trip stuff. <clears throat> yeah. That's good for a good two-hour banger car trip. I'll say. That drive, uh, the drive to Pembroke and back was long. That's a long drive. But so it's not how, bad if it's daytime. How do you break it up? You just drive straight four and a half hours. Boom. So there's no, like, we stop here for burgers every time or we always pee here? Yeah, there's like a stop for uh, whatever, a snack or something and bathroom break. Usually a few, a couple hours in, through three hours. But yeah. I think the mo the the... Because it starts to get hilly once you get into the valley, so you want to make sure you do that part before it gets dark. Yeah. So it's it's uh, coming back is is a little bit easier, so you can late you can leave a little later in the day. <clears throat> but yeah, it's a nice drive. But you know how it is after hour two and a half. Yeah, it's, it's a long time. I did a two-hour hour drive yesterday twice. For reasons that uh, I will share in the not-too-distant future. Um, but I went to a lighthouse bed and breakfast. It's called Cape Door. Mm -hmm. And you can actually stay on the premises where there's an actual lighthouse. And I did years ago um, on a foggy night. And at 
four in the morning, didn't expect the actual foghorn to go, Gork! No. Like, bolted upright out of bed. While like, you're in it? Happening. Yeah. How loud is that? It's pretty <laughs> loud, especially out of context and being woken from a dead sleep. But last, <laughs> last night, I got to actually go up in the light tower, um, which was just bananas. And the only boats we could see on the horizon were the lobster boats. And it was cool. freezing cold, but they're out till 10 p.m. because it depends on the tide. Oh, how, high, how high up are you? Are you? In this one, I'm going to say uh, 40 feet. Makes a big difference, though, when you're on the edge. Yes. Looking out. Yeah, and where this uh, lighthouse is set at Cape Door, it's owned by this guy named Darcy, who's super nice. Um, he's from Saskatchewan. Like, imagine moving from Saskatchewan to Nova Scotia and taking over a lighthouse operation. So he's a <laughs> chef, and you can have, like, coconut Thai oh. curry at this lighthouse sitting looking out over the water it's Man. it's stunning i imagine there's not that many opportunities for lighthouses anymore like there used to be no well i think first of all most of them are automated uh yeah. most of them are um uh, uh government owned so um private ones are few and far between in this part of the world anyway but there mm -hmm. is a lighthouse i'm enamored of um called gannett rock and you can look it up. It's, uh, I think it's contested between Maine and New Brunswick. People are kind of debating who owns it. Uh, my buddy Luke uh, used to live on Grand Manan Island, and he has a friend that has been there, has a way to get there or something. The base of the lighthouse is about, uh, or the rock that it's on is about twice the size of the base of the lighthouse. And when lightkeepers used to stay there, you'd be there for a six-month shift by yourself, and the only human contact you would have is an elevator. Uh, elevator helicopter drop at the three month mark wow that's the only like hey bud thank you it's the Alone only contact guy. you'd have and the only exercise you could have is walking outside around the base of the lighthouse over and over again yeah that's the only space would you dig it or would you go crazy no that's the lone guy you'd have to be playing a lot of music yeah holy moly that'd like, be him like this look this jam. Tell her about it? Yeah. Like if you're out sitting there for three months, like that's like being in jail, basically. Kind of. The so solitude is, uh, after a while, man, you start, you know, you figure like what's the point of being alive if you got nothing to share no one to share anything with <clears throat> you know what i mean yeah i think you would go crazy it would really take a special kind of person to dig that yeah you'd go you would definitely go through if you'd never done that you would go through a period of change like yeah. so, you would probably you know go a little stir crazy and then kind of click and then because i've heard that about People that I know that have never camped on their own and they'd go out and camp for like a week by themselves and uh, if you'd never done it after the first night you you go through a fear and uh, concerns and uh, I mean unless you're some super mentally strong person 
you go through a change of like uh, a fear and worry and thinking something might come or paranoia. I'm sure all those things go through if you're all alone in the middle of the woods for a few days. Well, this so was, I don't know if probably I an important you. thing, an important thing that, that would probably be good to do maybe just to kind of connect with yourself. Yeah. I mean, even if I'm staying at the house alone, Carol and the girls are gone somewhere overnight, I can get in my own head a little bit. For sure. Yeah. Um, especially when there are dogs around and the dogs are like, huh? What was that? <laughs> yeah. What was that? For sure. Well, because um, you live out in the middle of, of nowhere with no one around, that's scary to me. I know, but in a way, it's scarier to me to be uh, in, with people on around. A busy, yeah. Well, I think it's me and Lisa's fear. Like, you know, when her mother lived in the farmhouse, she would always be afraid for her just because she's in the middle of, of a desolate kind of area. And if someone were to get in there, then there's nothing that you can do about it. Just because the there's no neighbors, that's the only thing. Right. But yeah, I've I prefer someone to yell to, I guess. Yeah, if fair. Something's going on, right? That's the only reason. Otherwise, yeah, for sure. But yeah, you get get into your own brain for sure. Or creeped out a little bit. If you hear something, the horse starts jumping. Yeah. This is my idea for a short <laughs> film. I've had it for a long time. You ready? Okay. A light keeper is at a place yep. like Gannett Rock, this tiny little place, and in the morning he hears cries from down on the shore. He makes his way down to the shore, and there is a woman there, almost drowned. Um, she was in a ship that sunk and made it to shore, and she's almost uh, uh, dead. So he carries her up to the lighthouse, and he... Uh, nurses her back to help health and makes soup and by the candlelight they kind of get to know each other and uh, maybe they uh, waltz and slowly fall in love at the yeah. end of the short film we discover she's actually been dead the whole time and he imagined in his crazy mind she was alive because that's how out of it he is sure yeah hooky isn't that's it yeah, that's a believable deal. Scary. Scary real. Scary Busey. Scary Busey is it for, for extra big teeth, Scary Busey. Um, but you can imagine how, if you were out there for three months by yourself, especially less so now when you could FaceTime or whatever, but yeah. imagine doing that in the 50s. Yeah, back when you were gone, you were gone. That was it. Like, so I'm going like, to take six books. You can't even, you can't even write a letter. Right. Like, it's nothing. Wow. Right. Like, that's the worst. Especially in the winter, like, the salt spray is pounding and the wind is howling and you can't go outside. Storms. Imagine how bad the storms are. And because there aren't aren't, uh, many windows, it's kind of musty in there. Yeah, that's not a gig that I would uh, line up for. Dude. Yeah, it's would never occurred it? to me. Of course you would keep a diary. Well, there's nothing else to do. Yeah, you write, what did I do today? Woke up, farted, rolled over, went back to sleep, cooked some bread, eggs. Turned the light on? Turned the Turn light, the light on. on. Watched nothing because I don't have a TV or anything, no radio. <laughs> By the way, you're probably not having a salad. <laughs> yeah, no. 
eating another what cliff bar because yeah, right, right. like I made hard tack using the Atlantic Ocean water. <laughs> Fuck yeah, no eggs, nothing. That's the worst. What's he eating on there? I don't know. Soup base. Yeah, he's eating Campbell's chunky soup. Ramen. More like ramen eggnog. Ramen numerals. Wait a sec, they're not. He doesn't have milk either, does he? No, he just got it's like. Where does he get the water? Does he have water? Running water, I guess. In there, they must have running water. Good question. They have electricity for the light, so they probably got the water. So yeah, he uh, boils soup base, and uh, that's that. Some whiskey gets banged up until the whiskey's gone. Wow. <laughs> Magic. Like that movie, that movie, The Lighthouse. Did you see that movie? No. With Willem Dafoe and uh, that other mask? No, but Willem Dafoe used our bus. Yeah, for that movie, right? Yeah. That that movie's way out there, man. And it's they're way they're going through that. They go through that like desolation. They're just two guys hanging out doing nothing. They start having hallucinations too. But the uh it's like a SpongeBob porno. <laughs> That's Because there's some kind of like weird be a Squidward, movie reviewer. Squidward sexual thing going on with a squid. I don't know what happened what the hell's going on. I haven't watched it, but I should. Yeah, you should. Especially because it was made here. And well, just especially because of the faces that Willem Dafoe makes, and he plays a real crazy dude. <laughs> but yeah, it's a bit much. It gets a little nuts, that movie. Does Willem Dafoe belong to the city? Definitely not. <laughs> good chatting, bud. Well, yeah, good chatting. Should we get into <laughs> Oh, yeah, do I have it? Get it back again. Fire up that jam and take us out. Oh no, we're gonna, where was it? Yeah, hold on. Worth waiting for. <laughs> it is definitely. <laughs> Robert Pattinson belongs to the city. He does. He Who's has the most crazy, city person. He had that kind of crazy teenage girl obsession fame. <laughs> he did. And then, what a way to end another week with Taggart and Torrance. He belongs to the city, bud. Hey, Jer. Yeah? Obviously, you belong to the city. Hey, Jonathan. Yeah? You belong to the city. I don't, though. <laughs> That's the yeah, thing you, of it. I don't. You're a welcome visitor. Yeah. Weren't Jack you born Bob. in the city? Or you, I guess you weren't born in the city in P.E.Y. I was born in the city of Charlottetown. Yeah, it's the city. I belong to that city. city. <laughs> All right, here we go. Have a good one, bud. You too, bud. Whoa. Whoa.